We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, 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 happy Thursday, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are in the building. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. And it's that premium American whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. Gotta drink responsibly. Left, the theme of today's show is wait and see. This is one of the most boring time for, times for fan bases. And kind of for players, right? When you hold your breath. I look over the last couple of days, Georgia has a player arrested. USC has a player arrested. And it's like, yo, you just hold your breath and hope that your squad and the, and the young gentlemen on your team can avoid trouble wherever they are as a fan base. So while we wait, we might as well go over our biggest issues or our biggest questions going into the spring while we wait. What was it like, Left? Like, you have classes, you don't have practice, you have strength and conditioning and classes. What is it like not having something after class is done that you can lock into like you do pretty much from the time the summer hits all the way through Christmas break and into the bowl game. Uh, this is where you fall in love with, with the process. You really get in, in love with your craft, dive into film, study, uh, take time off, you know, enjoy the time that you get off. David Shaw from Stanford, the head coach that ended up taking a step away was because he didn't have any time. And I think you do, as a player, need to enjoy the time that you have off to a certain extent. A lot of guys go two weeks and then get back to it, but that's more professional. But usually, um, as a as a player, you want to be able, especially in college, be able to catch up on your schoolwork. Uh, a lot of times, school takes a, a back seat, especially if you're starting and playing a lot of games. Uh, back seat, in a sense, to um, – what you what you could be doing better, so that's an opportunity to get get in the classroom, get get active, get better at your gaming. I know a lot of guys play the game 
when they get some free time, get better doing that. But more so than anything, uh, time to relax your mind, but also uh, enough time to start getting and creating your own process because that's the process that's going to eventually be your NFL process as a professional, but also your process and how you separate yourself going into that next uh, phase, which is the spring and winter workouts. So what's the toughest part? I would assume, like you said, you don't have everything after class locking you in. So now it's left up to you on how successful and how good you want to be to lock in the film and extra work. But it has to be a little bit easier off time or off season than the time in between spring and fall camp because that has to be tough right because some guys you know they decide to stay you you said that after the music city bowl majority of the guys said look we're staying here for the summer because you guys really believe that you were going to be a special team coming back in 2015 and most of the guys decided to stay in between spring ball and a fall camp yeah it was uh i definitely chose to take those times to work out in those moments the the anticipation from spring to fall definitely is a ramped up version uh, a more serious version that you're taking but you know you get everybody uh in that football mode yeah. getting more and more ready more and more closer but during this time i don't even like seeing the guys even in my high school team right now because one is cold you know you're supposed to be playing basketball right now or something you know mm. Basketball track. Yeah, you must be doing something like that. Like, I just saw you. You know, I just saw you. So, I would appreciate to take that time and step away because uh, that's a time for when you can go get in that weight room. Yeah, especially when you're in school. It's funny you say that because the University of Notre Dame campus is lit right now. You know, football's not playing, but you got hockey, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball team, and softball just started. Right, lacrosse is about to jump it off. The hockey team, like every other sports team, is popping on campus. It's just that's a right. football team that's kind of in the background. Yeah, it supports your student athletes. This is where you build your, your network, your relationships with other sports because you know they're supporting the football team each and every year. It's just uh, you know you really want to take advantage of uh, the time off because when you get into the season and it's like week eight. And you about tired of it, and you got a long season ahead, and it's week eight. You know, you go remember the time when you had off, and especially for a team like us, that we're, we're going to be in the postseason. There's extra weeks to play, extra weeks to prepare. I was practicing with my high school team through Thanksgiving. I was tired of it. And I was, <laughs> and I was championship that time. That was championship time. I was like, man, I am sick of coming every day. Like, so – you know, I'm not trying to see you when it's still cold. You know, give me a chance to get another season in or something. So yeah. um, I think those guys would appreciate it. The older guys do. Younger guys, you know, you just you just excited to be a college student for a second. You know, yeah. Yeah. you get out of you get workouts in the morning. So after that two or three o'clock class in the spring, what's up? You know. <laughs> You don't get too much at that time. So, so yo, like, that's <laughs> funny. So, now it's cuddle season for the football squad. Oh, that's yeah, what you're saying. Your little girlfriends and 
you know, hanging out at the places that you can't go during the season and figuring out your friends outside of football, more importantly. And so, you know, that's where you get a good opportunity to become more of the student athlete side of things. But, you know, it's a lot going on for a college student, especially those freshmen, like a Ben Morrison situation, you're coming after a crazy season, coming in the summer. Now this is a different set of a different time frame, you know. Do you feel like a freshman? Because I think most fans, like once the season is over, Ben Morrison is a sophomore to us, right? Because the next time we we'll, we see him on the field, he'll be a sophomore. But he's That's still right. a freshman. A second, I mean, he's still going through his freshman year in college. So, do you still feel like a freshman, even though you've gone through the gauntlet of your first football season? Yeah, you know, I definitely feel like uh, you 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 get that that freshman feel uh, to the people around you because you really haven't seen anybody because you've just been on one track path to the goog, then to your classes, then back to the goog. So. Getting taking different routes, finding different lunch spots. You're like, man, there's students here too. So you get a chance to really uh, experience what they got to see from a field perspective, being in the stadium, and then to see you in class and get a chance to talk to you and, and all of that. So, um, you know, you're, you're definitely more known, but people don't know you. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. It's because you, LL Nation, that we continue to grow. We thank you for hitting the downloads each and every day. We are the home of the misguided passion. Mm-hmm. We love it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
I see some people in the chat talking about some of that misguided passion that other people, you know, want to try and go the opposite direction. You know, that's why we love, you know, not having to kiss the ring, right? <laughs> Lucky podcast in order to feel like, you know, we got to have certain avenues open. Man, we just love talking Notre Dame football. We're here for the fans. So we're waiting to see how things are going to turn out for spring football. In doing so, Left, I have three big questions, especially now, right? This is this is something. Let me play this right here. This is Jared Parker talking about what the offense and the foundation of his offense is going to be. We are built in is we want to be built O-line driven and we're going to be built from inside out with what we have returning up front and with our running backs and tight ends to be able to control a box. That's where it always has to start. Will we continue to find ways to attack people on the perimeter or deal with hat counts when they may be outnumbered, so to speak? Of course we will. Um, the growth of our wide receivers and all those things are going to be critical to us this spring, this summer, and getting into fall. Because we want to, like, there, there's no secret, no matter who it is, and I'll say the same thing in year two, like, we want to score more points than we did last year. And next year, we're going to want to score more points than we did last year. And so that's the deal. And I think, too, like, the one thing I want to make sure to say before my time's done here that we also want, we have great players and trust in our players. And I want them to feel that trust. I want them to feel empowered to grow so we can do things better week one to week two, three to four, so on and so forth. For him to say we're going to be O-line driven, for me, puts tremendous emphasis on the offensive line search that is taking place right now. A name has come to the forefront interview recently in South Bend. Uh, some reports out there that he even brought his family with him to check out South Bend. I don't know how true that is, but if he did that, that says a lot. But what does that mean? Oh, how does that manifest? We're going to be old line driven. Does that mean we're going to run the ball 40 times a game? Does that mean our offensive line is going to set the foundation for us to be able to do whatever we want and we can do whatever we want on the field whenever we want to do it? I'm just very interested in coming to understand how the confidence, because he talked about that as well, infusing confidence into his players and knowing, getting them to feel like, yo, we trust you. Don't worry about that. We trust you. It's going to be very interesting to see. But O-line driven for me still left a question. It still left a question. How dominant is this offensive line going to be, in your opinion, Left? Well, how, how dominant do you think it can be? It definitely, it definitely has a factor of, of whoever comes in and, and decides to be around these guys and coach them every day. I think the style that Harry Heaston had only promoted them to get better as the season went on. I don't know. I, I don't think every college football line coach 
does or has the same techniques as Harry Heaston, so it does affect it. We saw the change in what well, when we didn't have Harry Heaston in just a few years that he wasn't there, and we had a bunch of complaints about the O-line, and we saw the effect of what an average college football O-line looked like, and we were unspoiled at that point. So the effect that Harry Heaston has definitely is a huge one from the way he went about it and, and, the, and, the, and the product he got out of his players. Now, with another coach, we'll see what happens. Unless we get the Michigan O-line coach, um, it'll be an interesting search on who we who we can have, not so much to maybe to fill the role, but to add something where, where we don't lose too much of a beat with the recruitment or the talent. Yeah, that's very interesting that you talk about that. Because being O-line driven, in my opinion, can, can go a multiplicity of ways. And I think Marcus Freeman has been honest, right? And I, I remember him talking right after he got the job and sharing some things with the media. And he talked about this, the identity of this program. Just listen to what he said. This is right after he took the job. He's talking to the media about the identity of the program. I kind of told him this today in the team meeting is that I have a vision and identity I want for our team, and that's to be a team that can run the ball and stop the run, right? I want to, I believe in our O-line and our D-line being the foundation of our team. And so um, I'm excited to see if that can become our identity. That's my vision. Um, I also want to see a team that's aggressive. You know, that's one of our mantras, challenge everything. What does that mean? It means be aggressive. Do not play timid. Do not play scared. Think outside the box offensively and defensively, schematically. Be, be, be okay with taking chances. Left, can we have an honest conversation? <laughs> okay. Were the two offensive lines in the Super Bowl pretty good this year? Pretty darn good. Would you say Georgia's offensive line the last two years has been pretty good? Pretty, pretty dominant, actually. Huh. Michigan made it to the college football playoff. Their offensive line was pretty good, right? Pretty dang good. It's pretty safe to say that, you know, Marcus Freeman wasn't reinventing the wheel when he said the identity of this team was going to be the offensive line being able to run the ball and a defensive line being able to stop the run. Like as much as you want to put different frosting and different toppings on this cake that is college football, uh, the actual cake is still the same flavor. If you can run the ball and you can stop the run, you win games and you win championships, right? And which is crazy because most people identify, this is the crazy thing, most people will say that the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is amazing, left. Number one in the league. Yeah, but they say they're amazing because of their pass blocking. Yes, because of their pass blocking. And the Eagles were number one because of their run blocking. Or the run stopping, pass rush. Now, Kansas City protected Mahomes but they also rolled up their sleeves and gashed the Eagles in the run game. Yes, they did. That's the difference. Like, 
O-line can be driven. I mean, your team can be O-line driven, but they have to be able to dominate both ways. You just can't have an O-line that can only dominate against certain opponents and in certain ways. Like, you need to smash mouth, and when you need to line up and protect and give time with just five and maybe the running back chipping in, you do what you have to do. For me, this might be the greatest opportunity with both your tackles and your center coming back to be able to have the most dominant line they've had probably in the last eight years left. I'll mm. go back to McClinchy and, Nel- and Nelson. Mm. I- I'll throw it up there, left. I'll put it on the table. We're talking about questions and potential. I think this O-line has the potential to rival. Yeah. I think early on, after four games, Audrey Estimate could be a Heisman contender. He might be putting up those type of numbers. With our O-line. He might be putting up those type of numbers. We had the 33 truck going behind McGlinchey and Nelson. That's right. Hey, the seven train. Seven train might be going behind this offensive line. So to me, the biggest question is, can this offensive line dominate based upon the potential they have? Can they dominate? And that's going to be consistent, right? We talked about Blake Fisher having potential but having short lapses in games, missed assignments in games. It's like, okay. We need you to take that next step. We need you to be dominant, more consistent, and you need to dominate in every area. Every area. That's so for me, that's one big question. That's still out there, and I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see what this offensive line is going to be, especially with the new coach. Yeah. Is that now with Harry going, especially with the new coach, how dominant is this offensive line going to be? Something else that Jared Parker said in that clip left. Which two receivers are going to step up left? That's a huge question. Huge question. Look, you got a, you have a quarterback, you have an offensive line, and you got a run game. You're going to have seven, eight in the box majority of the time. What are you going to do? Minimum. We talk about minimum requirements. If we don't have two wide receivers with minimum 30 receptions, Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Minimum. And that's low balling. That's low balling, in my opinion. Because we have Sam Hartman. Heck, even if Tyler was the starter, I would still put that number out there. Like it's no excuse. Oh, yeah, just because we have too much talent on the roster. So at this point, you just have to look at it as, what are you going to make out of it? Mm. There's no more room for it. It used to be we didn't have the secondary. It used to be we didn't have the quarterback. It used to be we didn't have a, a, a back that can go three downs. It used to be this. It used to be that. We literally have everything you need. So what's up? I mean, at this point, Jared Parker's walking into you either – are celebrated, or you or you burning the house down. 
There's, there's, there's no in between. So we cannot feel sorry for you. Facts. We can. You can get all the call. Call anybody you need. Call Maury. Call your lawyer. Call Marcus Freeman. Call call Tommy because I know you're running his stuff. Call Tommy. Make sure you got it down pat. Because you cannot roll out there and put up 16 points against Stanford. No. <laughs> you cannot no. roll out there and put up seven against Ohio State. Oh, that Stanford game, bro. You can't. It's Because cause we are way more talented than anything Stanford can get in the next two, three years. And Stanford was awful defensively this year. They were awful. awful last year. Awful. So you, you can't blame the quarterback because we got two of them now. So one of them got to work. Can't blame no line because we are the most experienced right now. Receivers, we so deep at receivers, any, any one of them could go crazy. Any one of them. Styles, Tobias, JT, Cozy, any of the freshmen. So we had transfers. We had three receivers. One receiver broke the 30 mark. That was Lorenzo Styles Jr. Jaden Thomas had 20. Jaden Thomas had 25. Braden Lindsay had 24. I fully expect Jaden Thomas to catch more than 25 balls. Way more. Yeah. So ball needs to be in the air. Let's raise that requirement to 40. We need two receivers over 40 receptions. I wouldn't even mind if it was a 60-40 throw a passing this year. If if we okay. was fire, if if we if in a in a perfect well, hold on, way. hold on, hold on. That's the LL question of the day. We have to let that sit. LL Nation, how are you feeling about that? Would you be cool with 60-40 pass versus run ratio for Notre Dame this season? If it means winning championship. No, 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 no. I did. Forget the outcome. This is preseason. This is wait and see. So right now, today, would you are you cool with that? Are you cool with that 60-40 pass versus and why? Is it because of Sam Hartman? Is that the main reason? I think go ahead, should, Left. Go ahead, Left. I think we should be using our run like KD takes his shots. KD doesn't need a ton of shots to get 30, 40 points. Facts. But Facts. the shots he's taking, he's hitting them things. So when we run the ball, we running at seven, eight yards a clip. Mm -hmm. But that's when we are trying to get our shots in. But when we're offensively minded, we getting the ball to our playmakers. We throwing the rock around. We throwing screens, throwing bubbles, RPOs, throwing routes downfield, play action downfield, getting – because we we would really be nice because then how would teams game plan? You're going to lean on the, on, the, on the run. We're not running enough to lean on it. But when we do, we hitting, we hitting the head because we got Archie Gastamay. We got Logan Diggs. We got Jadarian. Ripping off eight nine yard runs in the midst of Sam Harbin getting three hundred a game, or Tyler Buckner getting two seventy, two sixty a game. 
because we got so many receivers at this point that I'm kind of excited to see the different combinations. What's the, what's the starting four rolling out there? Because you can mix match them. They can all play inside, outside, damn near. If Jared Parker came out and came out 60-40, then I would say, okay, that's something different. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Someone asked for the ratio from last year for context. So let me do some addition right here. 532 rushing attempts. That's crazy. 338 passes. Oh, man. Oh, my God. They ran the ball 62% of the time. We year. said that. We said that. What we say last year? 62% of the time. I threw the ball 30, 38% of the time. What did we say last year? What we say? So you're saying they need to flip that this year? We need to flip it. I Most of the people in the chat, look. I bet you Bama flipped it. That's why they in the championship. That's how Devontae Smith got hit my Heisman. So. They ran the ball pretty much 40 times a game, bro. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of rush attempts. I don't foresee that with the two quarterbacks that they have. I just don't. I just don't. Why not? And you're right, Coach Vic. 80% of that 38% went to Michael Mayer. Exactly. <laughs> and we said that, too. We said Michael Mayer is going to be 30% of that. But we should, we should see this while we need a – this is why we need a, a side producer that can pull up our clips of when we were throwing out these numbers at the beginning of the season last year. As we said, it's going to be 60-40 handoff pass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of the 60, mm -hmm. uh, what was it? 70% uh, was Michael Mayer and Lorenzo or something we said. And then the other 30, we're going to have to find out. Yeah. Now, see, Doma Wap has an interesting take here. Thank you, Doma Wap. Let the talent dictate the ratio. See, the only thing, a reason why I wouldn't say that is because I don't know if Jared Parker can identify that and call an offense around it. Mm. I think that's where you have to have your own offense because in your own offense, you know how to – Get what you want by putting the players that you need to put there. And that's how you adapt. If you have nothing to adapt and you going off of somebody else's stuff, you know, it's just going to be a learning process. I can see that. I can see that. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. We appreciate your five stars. Leave it for us. Appreciate all your comments. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cajun Iris said uh, he is cool with 55-45. Depends on how good the defense will be. I don't think I think we could we would be better suited if we were worrying about being the top five scoring offense. You keep going back to that. Like you need a Jared Parker. <laughs> that is the ultimate signifier that one, we've made steps to get better. And two, and two, that we've activated our receiver group. Because we can't be a top five scoring offense running the football. We gotta be able to throw it. And to have Sam Hartman be who he is, along with Tyler Buckner coming along with the receiver group we have, with the effective KD type scoring and effectiveness and efficiency from the run game that we can have, it's set up for a Heisman quarterback to go in there and do the damn thing. It's set up. Just imagine if we had a Deshaun Watson right now and he got this run game and he got all these receivers and he got an O-line and he got a defense with a defensive-minded coach. Just going to let him do it. That's set up. And you got three of the best games of college football next year that you can have from an opponent's side to get you into the Heisman race. You got the former Heisman, I mean, uh, the last year's Heisman. You got Ohio State, that's a playoff team. And you got Clemson, that's that got something for you at their place. So you can win at Clemson, beat Ohio State at home, and then beat USC with the uh, last year Heisman, that's a season set up for a Heisman quarterback. You on mute. Going back to the wide receiver question, I got Crazy Boy tapped in and said he thinks Kali and Tobias will be the two to step forward. I got Brian Van Gordis Burner says Tobias in Great House. It's a lot of, a lot of Tobias love. Josh Buffo, the motivational business banker, says Jaden Thomas and Tobias. Maybe Caleb Smith is in there somewhere. I mean, you did bring him over for his leadership. So we're going to see how Marcus Freeman does transfers, you know. Man, look, it's going to be very interesting to see this third question left. 
How will Tyler Buckner be used by Jared Parker? How would be how would Tyler Buckner be used by Jared Parker? Unfortunately, fortunately, we'll see packages if if Jared Parker is using all the the talent we got on the team offensively, it'll, it'll be packages. But Sam Hartman should be the starter. And I think that's a good way to start out the season. And then, you know, who knows from there. But those packages should include uh, some RPOs, uh, some quarterback runs. Uh, it just would come down to when are you calling on the package and when are you needing it. Maybe Tyler Buckner's a red zone guy. Who knows? Man, this is an interesting question. Anthony Solomon says every big game lately, Notre Dame has been underwhelming at the quarterback position. Not when I play. No. <laughs> Deshaun, Deshaun might big game. Deshaun, no, Brandon. No, Brandon. no, I take that back. Ian had a big game against Clemson in twenty. He did. Ian had a big game against Clemson in 20. But the caveat was that was DJ Uangale's game. Yeah, DJ did have a better game. And he was the better court. Uh, Ian is the better quarterback, but that was DJ's first, like, you know, big experience. So it's like, yeah, we Ian was the big time for that game. But when it really, really mattered yeah. against Clemson in both playoff situations, you know, that's interesting. So we'll go over our wait and see defensive biggest questions tomorrow. That should be interesting as well. Lucky Lefty podcast. We waited a while to see the final season of Snowfall. First right. two episodes dropped last night left. That's right. Before we transition, what was your overall takeaway? Franklin out here moving and shaking now. You better, you better be careful, Louie and uh, and you know they they playing behind the eight ball a little bit, Louie and Jerome. But Jerome is 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 not understanding that Franklin's absolutely right. He doesn't let Louie get him deep in, and 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 because it's his wife. He he sticking, you know, he trying to ride for it, but she doing wrong. And and she shouldn't have stole from him. She shouldn't have stole the plug. She shouldn't have tried to shoot old buddy. Now Franklin, like, and I I gotta rob you. You know what I mean? Now I gotta tell on you. You know what I'm saying? So come on now. Come on, Louie. But you know, they they played it off. Leon moving to Africa with uh <laughs> with Shorty. Shorty. Gail Bean, by the way, is a fantastic actress. Great, great actress. She's a fantastic She's amazing in multiple shows. Absolutely. Man, she is. But I still can't trust Franklin's girl. I just have no idea. And then they introduced Franklin. Now they introduced that. her mother. That's even more tricky. Even worse. Even That's worse. even more tricky. But then, but then Franklin's mom messes stuff up too now. She's so filled with rage. She done got this this guy who I don't know if he's good or bad. Who knows? I don't even think I don't even believe he's KGB. 
I don't. I, yeah, I think he just some some one off that can that can mess up everything, you know. But in the in hindsight, I do think it's good that Franklin got a tail on everybody. Facts. He got a tail on Teddy. He ain't letting that slide. Nope. He got a tail on Jerome and uh and Louie. He ain't letting that slide. He getting his money back. <laughs> Kane is gonna be a problem though. Kane gonna be a huge, but not. But it's gonna only be a problem if. And then they got the CCC. The other thing Louie messed up on was getting that that cop. Yeah, put on suspension. Yeah, yeah. The cop really is a is a is a thorn in a lot of people's side. And they did old girl wrong. Yo, I'll say this. I, let me let me give you some things that stood out for me. Jerome absolutely slapped the fire out of Franklin twice. <laughs> he did. <laughs> what does he expect? Franklin said, "I gotta do something. I gotta do something. I gotta." Yo, do something. that was crazy. Number two, man, what's up with Scully, man? This guy, Scully, is always on something different. <laughs> See, Scully had his life changed. That's why he had more origamis. He had the whole house full of them. Cat Scully told him, get your family right. Or that, that karma's going to come for you. It's going to come for you. And, and last but not least, yo, this, this is about to come to, in my opinion, a tragic end. I, that, I was like, dude, this is going to be tragic. First too, of all, Jerome, the fact that he, he man, I he couldn't believe he, I couldn't he believe he, he I couldn't believe he beat her like that. I, I just I couldn't. You got the bag, you got the money. What could he but he has to do something? He already got charged up by his girl. That's the problem. That's the problem. Charged up, you know, we all know, maybe some of us have experienced it as youngsters. You get charged up by your girl. Yeah, your girl's not putting there. You go, there you go. Unfortunately, I had one rule: I'm not fighting over anybody, especially not a man. When I was younger, like no, I'm never fighting over anybody. Lucky Lucky Podcast. As we get ready to transition, we're going to talk about the name that has come to the top of the heap for the offensive line hire at Notre Dame, and then I'm going to ask Left. This or that. This or we're gonna that. Play, we're going to play a little this or that coming yeah. up on the Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know. Home on a misguided passion. We spin it <laughs> different. 